The following program has been pre-recorded. On this episode of Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, we have Brendan O'Keefe. He gives us his testimony, talks about his time growing up in China, and where he is now as a Belmont student studying music and being a part of the Catholic community here. I actually got to know a lot of people in University Catholic that, you know, I've said hi to and like introduced myself to, but I never like had a full-on conversation or really got to know them at all. Um, And I was like just longing for that sense of community and just... I guess family here. Now that I, yeah, I'm more involved, it definitely I definitely want want to go back and change it. Next, this program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stayskull, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com. To find the right young Catholic connection for you, call the Catholic Youth Office of the Diocese of Nashville, 615-645-9762. Hello and welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio, the show for young adults here in the Diocese of Nashville. My name is Zach Jansen. We're joined by Father Javon. Uh, this week, we have a, a, a Belmont student here in Nashville, uh, Brennan O'Keefe, here to talk with us today. Uh, so, Brennan, thanks for being on the show today. Of course. Thank you for having me. So, he's the music business production guy. He knows a lot about our soundboard here. Anyways, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, for those who don't know you very well, just where you're from and what kind of what brought you here to Belmont today? Yeah. So, like I said, my, my name is Brennan O'Keefe. Um, I'm originally from Moline, Illinois, so that's like three hours to west, west of Chicago on the border of Iowa, right on the Mississippi River. Um, and then actually when I was in first grade, my family actually moved to China for three years. So my dad got a job opportunity over there for John Deere. So moved over there, lived there for three years. Um, my sister's also adopted from China, so she's five years younger than me. So I've had quite the experience growing up. Um, I've been very blessed with the certain experiences I've had. Um, and then I grew up going to Catholic school pretty much my whole life, Catholic elementary school, middle school, and high school, except when I lived in China. I went to an international school. Um, yeah, um, and then decided to come here. Def- uh, Belmont wasn't my, always my first choice. Yeah. Um, but one of my brother's uh, friends, his brother actually went to Belmont. was a uh, commercial voice songwriting major so he's like hey Brennan you do music uh, you should definitely check it out um, and two it here one time and I was like yeah this is the place for me so yeah do you, do you remember your time in China or were you, were you really little or do you still remember a lot I remember of like it? certain um, trips and stuff um, I was pretty young so first grade um, but I remember like the day my parents sat me down in our living room and told me like hey I'm moving to China and I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And my brother was just like bawling his eyes out, not wanting to go. So he was a little older and, you know, he had friends and stuff they didn't want to leave behind, but I was pretty open-minded. Um, and then moving there, I did have a tough time at first, like trying to like adjust and like make friends. Cause yeah. I moved like middle of October, I guess, end of October. So 
people already had their friends and kind of like their groups. So I was like just a new kid trying to fit in. But <clears throat> soon enough, I found my group. I mean, it was good. And I like remember taking trips to the Great Wall of China and like going to Xi'an and seeing all the terracotta warriors and stuff like That's that. That's cool. Were yeah. you a picky eater or did you eat it all? Um, I guess my mom would probably say I was a picky eater, but uh, <laughs> I don't remember too much, but we had a... Just went to the Chinese buffet. Uh, right? No, we actually had a... <laughs> we had a... Like a housemaid who would like cook for us, so she'd yeah. cook like super authentic Chinese meals, and they were all super super good. Wow! Um, so we definitely—it's nothing like any Amer like Chinese food you can find here. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm pretty biased now. What I eat? It was funny because I went to China a couple of years ago, and it was kind of like not really realizing that. But you know, we had mass at the hotel lobby, and I think most of the people did not know what was happening because they yeah. really don't know. I remember we asking our guide, and I said, hey, is there any Catholic church? And he was like, Catholic? What's that? <laughs> and then I was like, whoa. You know, so like you in a, in a day of today don't realize that people don't know what the Catholic church is. Hmm. And he's like, well, yeah. I think there are some of the young, kind of, you know, the hiding church. Kind of, I was like, it was like a blind mind blow for me. I was like, oh my gosh, they really don't know hmm. about, you know, Catholicism or Jesus or anything like that. Yeah, I was just curious. And, uh, I mean, my family, we went to Mass, like, pretty often, like, almost every weekend. And I got my first communion there. Wow, and yeah. I don't, like, remember any, like, experiences, like conflicts but yeah, like my parents probably know better than I do yeah but yeah they definitely could have been as a college student what, what identity does does music give you as, as to who you are is that something you just wanted to do what you love as, as your young adult here or what, what impact did that play on your life so I started playing guitar actually in China as well yeah. um, like my best friend played and my mom was like hey like his name was Harrison he's like Harrison's playing like you, is that something you want to do and I was like sure so I started taking lessons and um, I took that, took lessons the whole time I was there. And then I moved back, found a teacher here, oh, back home where I live and took those through elementary school and middle school. And then like I stopped in high school just cause I got super busy with sports and other extracurricular activities. But yeah. um, it was always like, just like, I always found a piece when I'd play guitar and just kind of like play music. Um, even though like I mostly played rock and roll, like, I did like always enjoy it and like it was kind of just a good thing to get my mind off like everyday mm -hmm. activities and like somebody's making me mad I just go play music or whatever um and then yeah in high school I kind of like I wouldn't say like stopped playing but there was a good period where I like would pick up my guitar every once in a while and it wasn't like really something I'd do all the time and then I ended up doing musicals my sophomore year in high school yeah um so I like really enjoyed that well, I'm happy for you to do what you love because I, I was right there in your shoes studying music too. Maybe like your friend doing commercial voice, and I choose to like ignore a, a pessimistic view of it when people ask um, what, the cliche, "What are you going to do with that?" Right. And I think it's uh, there's no reason to feel sorry for yourself and thinking like it's not a, a real job. And uh, even one of the most profound things I heard from uh, your boy, Father Mike Schmitz, was like Saint Teresa of Lisieux said. She promised herself she would never be discouraged, I guess. That's, I think it's how you paraphrased it. But I think that's a good way to think of not just any career, but music as well, is to not think I'm not as good as this or I'll never uh, make the next step of like what my family wants me to do. But just that's where I am at 25 now, just doing what I love. And so how do, what, what is your goal as, as a Belmont student um, to get you through every day? Um, I'm not really exactly sure what like I want to do specifically. Um, I do play guitar 
write music and sing a little bit. Um, I'm also managing a band um, called Caveat. They're like kind of like an old time rock and roll bluesy kind of yeah. band. So that's been really um, awesome. Um, and like my family's always been super supportive of what I've uh, wanted to do. Um, like first before I came here, I wanted to do either aerospace engineering or like mechanical engineering. <laughs> so I was like looking at Iowa State and Illinois and my parents were like, yeah, but that's what you want to do, like go for it. But they were always like, I mean, what like do you want to do in your heart? Like what's your dream? Yeah. Um, and I was like, music was always like there. Um, and that's like what I felt most passionate about. So I ended up pursuing Belmont um, just like through my brother's friend and also like through a lot of prayer. Mm-hmm. So. so it sounds like you're in the right place and yeah. at, the, at the right time too, as, as I see you guys getting all your bags ready and thoughts going for the retreat this week. And we've talked so much about awakening and for high schoolers to search and uh, even whatever happens after that for young adults. Uh, so what, what's on your mind with that? Are you, are you going on the awakening retreat? Yeah. This so weekend? I'm actually a small group leader. Okay. Um, so you're ready to, to lead now. Then. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I'm very blessed to be in that position. I went on it last spring. Um, yeah. So it was I've been on retreats like it before, um, but it was like a really good, not only to just like be renewed and kind of like remember who Christ is and what he calls me to be, but also to get incorporated in the university Catholic community. Yeah. Um, I was pretty here and there my first year. Let's go back a little bit. Uh, kind of, Brennan, t- tell us how was your faith on your first year and kind of stuff. I think it will help you explain where you are today. Yeah. Okay. So I grew up Catholic. Um, like I said, went to Catholic schooling, but it was like, always like something like I just did. And my parents like brought me into it. I like never had like a personal experience. So that was like me through, like I would pray and like try to do the right things throughout high school. Um, and that one I retreat my junior year. And that was like the first time I met Jesus, but I still was here and there. And then last year, um, I'd come to mass and occasional Bible study Um, and I always made the excuse I didn't have a car, so, like, I couldn't get to certain things. Um, but one of the missionaries last year, Alan, he always did a phenomenal job texting me, like, hey, like, you should come to this. Like, I can pick you up. So he never, like, he always took away the excuse, like, oh, I don't have a car. So I'd be like, well, shoot, now I really have to go. Um, so I'd <laughs> Al- go to the, Alan McGinn. Huh? Yeah, he was, he's, yeah, he's good. He was, yeah, he was always super good to me, and I owe a lot of my faith journey to him. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it was just, he's like, Ben, like, I better see you there. I'll come pick you up. So he always, like, had that accountability. Um, And even when, like, I was like, dang, like, I really don't want to go. I always, it always was way better if I would have gone than if I didn't go Mm -hmm. to something. Um, So, yeah. Were you hesitant for the first awakening retreat? Or did did they have to force you into it? Or is it it your choice? I guess, like. We don't force anybody. I don't yeah. force that the word. We, we, we <laughs> highly <laughs> encourage <laughs> yeah. well, I people like, and don't let them go until they rest for awakening. <laughs> I liked your social so media. for the record. Was there a social media post that said, like, when is the next awakening? I love that. <laughs> yes. Really it was like, yeah, they said, for those people who said the next semester, we go to go to awakening. Guess what? <laughs> this is the next semester. Right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. What, what was your choice yeah. going into that, that first retreat? Um... I don't really exactly remember. I just, I think I probably heard about it. And I was like, I've been on one like this before. Like it's whatever. Or like it was like near Thanksgiving break or something, or I don't know. I just wanted to like spend some free time on my own or whatever. Um, yeah, I can't exactly remember, but it was right. It was like last year. What we did was right 
you guys finish class and then awaken it happens. Okay, yeah, because we got done really, really last year. So I think I was already like planning on going home, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I never went home all semester, so I was just kind of ready to go home, and I wasn't like super dialed in with the University of Catholic yet. Like I knew some people and stuff, but I never was invested. So I just went home, yeah, and then second semester came back and. I got a little more involved, but I still wasn't, you know, super active. And then, like, kind of same thing, like, school ended, and the retreat was, like, the weekend after. So, like, I think I got done that Tuesday, and then that weekend started that Friday or something. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go home. And then Alan was like, or you can come stay at my house, and we can put all your stuff in my garage, and then you can come on Awakening. And I was like, all right, like, I guess I have no choice. Um, But um, I'm super glad I did. Um, it was just a very renewing experience for me. And um, I actually got to know a lot of people in U- University Catholic that, you know, I've said hi to and like introduced myself to, but I never like had a full on conversation or really got to know them at all. Um, and I was like just longing for that sense of community and just, I guess, family here um, just because all my friends were back home, stayed in colleges around my area. So I kind of felt like a lone wolf out here. Um, but now that I, yeah, I'm more involved, it definitely, I definitely want, want to go back and change it. So what does that mean for you as the chaplain to uh, see the students take the leadership roles? Cause that's what made the whole retreat for, I mean, us when we first made the retreat, obviously it, make, it means the world to see yeah. the people you see every day in class leading you. And then in the next step, taking that leadership role. Yeah. I think for us, you know, and I don't know exactly who created that, uh, our mission statement, but it's perfect, you know, proposing Jesus Christ and form his disciples. You know, and that's most what would you propose Jesus Christ, you mm-hmm. know, like we want people to have a personal experience of Christ. Mm-hmm. And then those people who have, have been proposed, they will hopefully have that personal encounter. Mm-hmm. And that personal encounter is the encounter who change your life. That's like change my life and change the life of everything, of everybody. And then because you're so full of God, you want to serve. Hmm. You want to give back. And those people who have that experience now are part of our community. And being part of our community now, they can help other people to propose Jesus Christ to other people. So it's kind of that cycle that keep going, keep going, keep going. And I think for us, it's pretty good as leadership to see, you know, and Brandon, he was part of our welcome week this this year. And it's just like, you know, he was, I think last year, he came some stuff and everybody was never really, he never bought into the community, you know. He was like, you know, he would come from Mass for some sacraments and, you know. But it was just like, yeah, you know, maybe he was like, a, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Brandon, but I was like a foot on one side and a foot on the other side. And it was like, how am I going to do? You know, I, yeah, I come to Mass and this is cool, but then I have those other friends that, totally. you know. So I think that's kind of, and then this year, I think with Welcome Week and everything, he just kind of jumped in, you know, to the right side and, and, <laughs> and you know, and kind of started to be a part of our community. And I remember mm-hmm. Welcome Week, you know, you were just like, what needs to be done? You know, and he, he was like a champion. He would get in whatever wow. it is and just, and I think that's the, the that's the beauty, you know. University of Canada is not something that I give to a person. Mm. It's a thing that we all do this together. The church is like this. You know, mm. we can't we can't feel like we are a customer, and you know, and go to church. It's like, oh, today the, the, you know, mm. <laughs> the music sucked or whatever. And it's like, uh, you know, go to Google whatever review, and it's like, 
you know, one star, middle score. It's something that is each one of us are part of that. So it's not something that we are not here giving a product to somebody or selling something. Mm-hmm. It's the relational experience. And I think with Brandon, I can see it's like when he starts to come and start being part of the community, things start to change. Today he's part of a leadership. He, you know, he's a, a, one of our apostolic uh, dimensions uh, heads. So it's yeah. And I think that Brandon, maybe if you can talk a little bit about that, that process of becoming part of the community. Yeah, so, yeah, it was, like, right after my awakening retreat, I got asked to be, like, hey, would you be, like, work the Welcome Week team um, when you get back? And I was, like, yeah, like, that'll be a couple days, you know, it'll be good to get back and situated. Um, And when the time came, it ended up being way more than I thought it could be. Um, It wasn't just, like, that week, but it was, like, multiple weeks. Almost a month. (laughs) Yeah, it was almost a month. But, and at the start, I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is like my first time coming back to college when COVID isn't like a huge thing. Yeah. And like, what am I going to miss out on? Um, and we had a leadership retreat actually like the first weekend back at school. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, this is my first weekend back. Like I'm going to get situated. I'm going to, you know, do whatever. Um, but I, like I ended up going, um, and it like, that was just like almost as beneficial for me as like awakening was, this, like that end of the semester mm. before um, just spending that time with Jesus and the community um, and just like realize how welcoming everybody is and how like-minded everybody is and how everybody wants the best not only for your spiritual life but also for you know your everyday life too mm-hmm. um, and it was really good just to see like I just felt so blessed in how much everybody gave me in the community and how everybody was checking on me and like stuff like that. And I just felt called like to give back to this community in every way I possibly could because they did so much for me. And, um, like I said before, I was just longing for that community and was praying like even like that first couple of days back at school, I was like really homesick and I was like, dang, like I need this sense of community or I'm going to like, just like go crazy. Um, and then I wanted to treat two days later and like just God poured the love and community into me. Like, like I never could imagine. Um, and then just things just started coming up. Like father asked me to, you know, help out with apostolic dimensions. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And that's been a really big blessing as well. And my partner, Gabby, she's been awesome and really helped, um, like teach me the kind of ways and like keep me involved and stuff. So it's been a really awesome experience and, um, it's definitely been the highlight of my semester so far. Well, I think you said it perfectly when you described how, how you long to give back, like that idea of, of self-sacrifice is really where you find yourself. Cause it's so tempting the opposite of that. And that, that's what makes us human. I feel the same way too. How you mentioned uh, giving up a weekend or sacrificing it saying, well, I just did all this stuff and this is my only time to rest and recharge. And, uh, it's, it's those words like my, my, it's me, it's my time or it's, my time to rest, but how you find yourself giving back during a welcome week or welcome month, however long it might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how do you see these, these, these young people, father, like finding themselves and, and serving their community and serving others with these I think leadership for, roles? It, it, it's pretty cool because like my job is I don't have to do anything. My job is, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, how it, it should is. be. Kind of, it is. I mean, my job is to point to Jesus. Yeah. You know, and it's one thing that I say, I always say, I don't know what, what is going on in your life, but I know the one who knows. Hmm. You know, I don't know how 
transformation you, what transformation you need in your life right now but I know the one who knows mm -hmm. so there are some icons of Our Lady and it's always beautiful I don't have anyone in my office right now but Our Lady is always pointing to Jesus mm -hmm. you know she doesn't take anything for her so for my job as a chaplain as a priest is accompany people and make sure that they encounter the Lord because you know they don't want me because I'm weak I, I, I'm sinful they don't want me what they need is Jesus mm. you know so that my job is our job as campus ministers is to our point to Jesus Christ mm. and when we do this we are forming them to what they were created to be mm. So it's not about, you know, like even the missionaries, everybody, we, we can't have people for ourselves, you know, because like Alan is no longer here with us. Mm -hmm. you know, he's away. So, but Alan did a great job to point Brandon to Christ, mm -hmm. you know, because whatever Brandon know, goes and he graduated, whatnot, he always have to remember that, that I'm here to go to Christ. Kind of like with your story, how even with the garage, you said, I don't know what's going on, but this is, this is where you need to be and I, I'll lead you there. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know, and then kind of that's that's through the sacraments, you know, through through community, through all that stuff. So like we are, and and, and I think through COVID we were able to recognize how much we need community because we can't do this by ourselves. Hmm, yeah. You know, we can't. I mean, and, and being Catholic is like I was talking to somebody this morning. I had the seven a.m. mass at the cathedral this morning, but I was talking. You know, somebody was talking something about like. Wow, I wish there was not going to be that messy. And it's like, it's, it's supposed to be messy. You know, the, 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 the candles are supposed to drip. You know, when you use the incense, you're supposed to have incense because it's, it's the messiness. You know, when you use oil in the sacraments, you're supposed to get, you know, it, it, the church can't be like that impeccable, you know. Mm. It's supposed to smell like incense. So all that kind of stuff that people have to understand and we are doing this together we need each other we need the community we, we, we can't just like hey I, you know I, I'm, I'm spiritual but not religious or whatever mm -hmm. it is like you can't be you can't be Catholic and be that because mm -hmm. we need each other we need the support to each other we need that hey I noticed that you're not is mine today what's going on mm -hmm. you know and then same thing when we see somebody like hey I haven't seen you here last couple of days what is going on is that something that I can pray for you is that something you know one of the things that I'm doing with my you know spiritual directees right now is I'm I, after I finish you know after I finish the, the spiritual direction I tell them how can I pray for you <laughs> you know like concrete way and, you know, it's like this and this. Okay, I'll be praying for you for this and this. And that's what makes us one as a community. You know, we can't do this by ourselves. Hmm. We we need each other. We need each other to, you know, to get a building, build up the, the, the kingdom of God. That's beautiful. We're all called to be more than ourselves, but it's overwhelming when you say we're all called to be saints in a way as we celebrate yeah. this All Saints Day this week. And uh, thinking of that, that call to sainthood, realizing that we are broken, uh, that some sinners think that they're saints, but saints realize that they and that, are that, sinners. That, that yeah. was, today we celebrate San Martin of the Portis, and I was talking about that, you know, each saint has, a, because sometimes we see a saint and like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, you know, he's perfect or she's perfect. Yeah. And no, they were people like us that struggle, you know. Martin of Portis, 
He did not. He wasn't a Dominican as a full member of the of the Dominicans because he was black and he, you know, who, who, who's that? Who who's who was his dad? <laughs> he was. He entered the community, but not as a full monk. He entered the community to be the, you know, uh, cleaning and all that kind of stuff. And then he thinks that probably nobody else wanted to do. He was to distribute the food for the poor. Mm. And then even today, when you go to to Lima, you see this basket that he would feel with a lot of food and go around and the basket would never get empty until he comes back to the convent. Mm-hmm. You know, so he could say, oh, I'm not worth for whatever, but he took that opportunity to do the small things. Day by, and I think that's kind of one of the things that I'm praying about is like, what are the small things that I'm called to do every day to become sane? You know, it's make up my bed, is, you know, wake up, you know, get up of the bed when the alarm comes up. Mm-hmm. So those is small things, feeding my dog, you know, like getting her poop out of the pad, you know, whatever those is small things that I can do. And then if I'm faithful to the, you know, there's a passage that Bible pastor said, if I'm faithful in these small things, God will give my, me big things. But I can't expect to be faithful in the big things if I'm not faithful in these small things. Wow. <laughs> it is it is the, the small daily decisions that make yes. us who we are. If you are a married man, your thing is, you know, take care of your wife, your kids. You know, if you're a student, is go to that class that you don't like, is do your homework that you hate. And that's, I mean, that's, that's how you are going to be saying today. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think a lot of times, like, oh, I want to be saying that. You're not going to do that if you don't do this. <laughs> you know, like if you can't, if you can't, I don't know, make up your bed as you wake up. It is like, how, I mean, that's a small thing. Yeah, like we said, Dr. Pepper, you all want to do the big sacrifices, yes. but we don't want to do the little like, small yeah, things. Yeah, the small things that like, it's not that the big ones won't come, but even, you know, you cannot do the big things if you don't start by these small ones. Mm. We'll always remember that. Uh, thank you, Brennan, for sharing your testimony and part of your life where yeah. you're at as a college student. So, Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, good luck to you. And good luck to you all as the awakening retreat comes up, as where requires a big sacrifice of little sleep, probably not a lot of warmth. I don't know. We'll take that by ear. But good luck to you with your with your hard work and, and music and finding what you love. Uh, thank you to everyone in our listening audience uh, as we're just celebrating a lot of a lot of great uh, feast days this week with all saints and all souls and uh, St. Saint, Saint Martin de Port. Is that right? St. Martin de Port. Uh, always, always a lot to learn from and to aspire to. Uh, so we hope you're able to uh, enjoy what we're talking about today. And uh, remember you can find our show wherever you get your podcast by searching for Belonging for Young Catholic Adults. Uh, we're also available on 100.5 FM or NashvilleCR.com. And a special thank you to Jim Crow who does a lot with our production here. Uh, my name is Zach Jansen, and thank you for listening to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio.